Somebody with the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 168 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stat Guy Rye. What up? Stat Guy Rye. That's good. How, how was your uh, your absentee last week? What were you up to? Exactly? Uh, I had my very close friend is getting married. He had an engagement party. Uh, so you were driving. Like I was hanging out with your the best man of your wedding. Mm, there we it's go. His brother. Here we go, Trigger City. Yeah, sorry, Chris. Mm. I wasn't even listening. So, so you were drunk? Were you drunk? Yeah, I was drinking a little you bit. You drank. He was pretty drunk when you were texting us. You were drunk. <laughs> I wish we, Not really, though. We we got a little tipsy on the pod last week. What well, were you he, drinking? I mean, he did. He had he had half an Angry Orchard, so he was, Chris was blasted. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, early in the episode. Yeah, it was a good episode, guys. I liked it. Yeah, Thanks. I think it flows better without you. So yeah. if you want to go on an assignment more often. Did you say it closed better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. So yeah, uh do the whole pod without me. Not to get all overly religious on everybody here, but uh Lent started on Wednesday, which leads into the uh, miracle of the resurrection of Christ, if that's uh, something that you believe in, which leads me to another miracle that we don't have to talk about the cheating scandal this week. There was some good content on it, though, this week. A lot of fans are angry, and they're showing their anger, which I like. I like it. And these guys are like, and John Heyman wants us to feel bad for them. John Heyman's tweeting how upset they are and how down the clubhouse morale is. Where was that when they were apologizing? Hey, guess what? Oh, we don't have to talk about it this week. Yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah. I just hope they keep getting hit, and I hope <laughs> that fans keep keep it up all year. Uh, unfortunately, it would almost seem like we would rather talk about the cheating scandal other uh, as opposed to what we will be talking about, and that's the epidemic, and no, not the coronavirus, <laughs> yeah, of but- injuries that has now leaked itself over from 2019 into 2020 here with the Yankees. Uh, last week we talked about Seve We're not knowing the uh, outcome of his injury, but now we do know uh, he's having Tommy John surgery. He had Tommy John surgery earlier in the week. Everything went as planned, but guess what? Tommy John surgery means that he's going to be out for the entire year, and he probably will miss what do you want to say, half of 2021? At least. As a pitcher, at least. So there, And you know, and, and look, if the Yankees still think he's their future, they're not going to rush him back. I mean, I don't know what, what they see in, in Severino at this point or how much they value him. Oh, well, did you listen to what Hal Steinbrenner had to say? Not really. I Listen, and it's not me being ignorant. It's just I don't really fully believe everything the Yankees tell me. I, 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 I read between the lines when it comes to the Yankees. You can't read periods, so I doubt you're reading between the lines. Mm. It's easier to read between the lines when you can't read. Right. Uh, well, Hal was on with Joe and Evan earlier in the week, and he said he still expects Sevy to be great for them, so I, he doesn't have to say anything. He went out and said it, and Severino's still young. How old is he right now, Ryan? 26? I He's mean, tw- uh, just turned 27? 
Or he's going to be Ron Baseball Reference. He just 26. turned 26. Just turned 26, okay. So you'll get him back midway through his age 27 season and have him for his age 28 season. There's no reason not to believe that he still can't be a good pitcher in this league. Are you frustrated that it took this long for them to find this? No, because you want to know what I do? I do my research no, I, on No, these listen. Things. I know he was going for tests, and I know nothing was coming up. But don't you feel like if he was having this pain that they wouldn't have stopped until they found something? Mm. Like, why did it take this last time for them to for them to actually see something because Chris, this is why you need to do some research and I'm not singling you out. I'm singling. uh, It's not a singling. It's a lot of people just want to read things and react to them and be angry about them. But I think it helps fans uh, that they do a little bit of research and listen to people in the authority roles when they tell you certain things and you, you know, and but fans, I did on this, like I didn't listen to how, but I and fans are going to be like, Oh, they're all full of shit. They don't know anything. This training staff sucks, but Hey, you know what? You listen to what Brian Cashman has to say about it on the matter. And you kind of understand why the timetable was what it was. And when you get an MRI done, they set up markers on the part of your body that you're complaining of, uh, you know, you're complaining about. So it is certainly understandable why they missed this on a regular MRI. When you find out a little bit about, Hey, you know what? If he's complaining about it here, you know, it's not like when you go for an MRI and then they're going to, they're going to just take an MRI of your whole body. If you're complaining about it in a certain area and Brian Cashman said, the torn ligament was two baseball lengths away from where the pain was. So when you go in for an MRI to set markers up, they're not really checking that far away from it. They want to see why the pain is in that area that you're complaining about. Okay, Mr. Research, when's the last MRI he got? When was the last MRI that he got? Before this past one. Was it middle of the year last year? I don't know, but... From my research, he was still feeling this pain in the postseason and throughout the offseason. Okay. And now. So why not do some follow-up testing? They did follow-up testing. Why not keep going until you find... Why did it... What my question is, why now? Did the pain change where it was? Or did they say, wait, shit, maybe this pain now, maybe it's stemming from, from the ligament. What? Why did that... That's what I'm asking. Why did it take this long? Why when he was feeling it maybe after the postseason? Well, you know what? Maybe you've never actually had anything wrong with you before. And maybe that's a good thing. But normally you don't. A lot of times you don't exactly find out what's wrong with you with right away with the first initial rounds of tests that happens. But it would it's just a lot it of, would concern a, me that it was it's a lot still of, bothering him. You know what, bro? There is a history, though, with it because during this London series, look, there, there was an article written during that uh, Red Sox series in London. New York Yankees say, in hindsight, Luis Severino should have had MRI before yeah, throwing. Yeah, we know about that because he... That was in t- last Yeah, uh, because last season, he man. was kind of... Uh, being a little bit of a baby, if you want to say that, about not going in the MRI machine because he right. felt claustrophobic about it, which I've had MRIs before, and they're not exactly fun to be in. But I'm sure the Yankees could have got him in one where he didn't feel so claustrophobic because they, that they do exist. It. 
And the same thing happened in the offseason where the Yankees wanted to bring him in for testing, and he was just kind of like, oh, no, it's not really a big deal. It's not that I shouldn't even have said anything. And it was a kind of a struggle to get him back here to get him to take and, more and tests. And now, now he's getting Tommy John surgery. So Yeah, and you know what? Die, the, the dying MRI, whatever the official term for it is, is 99% effective, they say, or 98% effective, while the regular MRI is around 92%. But while they try to use the dye contrast as a last resort is that it can inflame areas mm. of... Uh, Inflame area, inflame the areas. Ryan can look this up to get us, you know, more official medical jargon here. But from what I was reading, is that the dye can inflame the area it's shot in, and then, you know, kind of present other issues because there's inflammation involved. My my question, but my question was not to blame anyone. My question was why now did they decide to go down and think this could be Tommy John? Because right. was there something that happened? That they were like, oh, maybe we should have done this, and then they did it. Well, basically, I'm going to go based on what I can remember from what Brian Cashman said, and then even if they went ahead with the dye contrast in, say, December or mm-hmm. January, they're still probably looking at a time frame where he's getting uh, Tommy John around now because they would have probably went Tried with a, to. a more conservative approach, mm-hmm. something more along the lines of what Masahiro Tanaka did which you know which worked for him right i mean one in one in a million all right well you know what i'm just telling you what the general no no i agree with that so maybe it might have saved a week or two i don't really know but apparently this is what this is what cashman was saying so look i get it fans are frustrated this this team has not been able to shake the injury bug for going on two seasons now but it's the same thing with we were talking about with James Paxton. Everybody wants to flip out. Why didn't he just get back surgery right away? You don't want to rush guys into surgery if you can avoid it. Right. Especially you got somebody like Severino who is being resistant to taking tests. What are you going to, you know, yeah. really. Here's why I'm, I'm most frustrated probably at Severino because I just don't understand. Okay. He misses most of the season last year. What was his injury last year? Was the lat in the shoulder, and wasn't but wasn't this forearm still, wasn't it giving him some issues, to once he started throwing again, you know, but maybe it did. I don't re, I don't really re- recall that. I know it's the lat in shoulder. It could have been just something to the effect of you know you use a muscle that you probably haven't you you probably hadn't thrown since what the postseason in twenty uh, or probably spring training, right? Right, he probably yeah. doing spring training when they shut him down, so he probably wasn't. He pro- probably barely used those types of muscles going back to October of 2018. Look, um, and I don't blame him. The kid, the kid's young, and all you hear is how eager he is to get out there and win. Of course, he doesn't want to face this, but you're feeling this kind of pain, man. You're supposed to be a big time pitcher. You just got an extension for this team, and you're young. You gotta, you gotta be proactive here. You can't just let shit linger. And I don't think he did let it linger. Mm. He told the Yankees about it, and then he told them that when they wanted him to go for more tests, when he complained about it another the second time, I guess during an all season throw pro, uh, throwing program, then he told them that it was kind of, that he said kind of said that oh I shouldn't have never even said anything. It's not that big of a deal. Well, clearly it was. It was. And he, I mean, he's not the only one. 
I mean, if you want to, I mean, we had an argument about this last year where you were saying that I, I, I don't recall exactly what was, but it was just basically to the point where I was saying like, if you, you're saying that as soon as a guy feels something, shut him down. Right? Yeah. Don't let him throw. Don't, don't let him. So, I mean, are we going to the point where we're just, we're just going to shove guys into surgery now? I just think when it comes to certain parts of your body, like if his, if his, you, you even said it last week that, that based on the way he was feeling pain from throwing a change up that you didn't think it was Tommy John surgery. Because I thought it was a different part of the, of his forearm, but it was still that same part. He was feeling the pain in. So it's that same it's that same ligament. It's that same whatever tendon, whatever the hell it is. But my thing is when it comes to certain guys and certain injuries, like Paxton, the knee, right? His knee last year. When it started to flare up again, shut him down. You don't have to put him on the IL, just shut him down and figure out what the hell's going on. If your young supposed ace, which obviously now we have Cole, but with Severino, he's feeling Issues with yeah, his forearm. Isn't that what they, he shouldn't pick up a ball. Okay, and this is isn't this is exactly what they're doing with John Carl Stanton right now? Shut him down. And I'm okay with that. But not everybody is. Everybody's calling him uh, Mr. Glass, and uh, no, yeah. he, he's soft, and he's not cut out for New York. No, yeah. Here's my favorite. But you, so you can't have can't have it both ways. It's either shut him down as soon as they feel something, but then when they do that, don't call the guys uh, cojones. I am only one way. I am only one way on that. Uh, okay, well, maybe not you, but uh, as a general you to the public out there. And Here's as my Ryan's problem. looking up spotted dick for some reason, <laughs> uh, which is actually a pudding out in England. Don't ask is it me really? I know that. Yes, it's, what they, it's a pudding in England. We're going to need uh, to get into that a little more. Um, please leave us a five-star rating and review, and let us know if you how frustrated you are with the Yankees' current injury Or if you've situation. ever tried spotted dick. I think I know that because uh, at a grocery store I worked at, they sold it. Mm, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, here's my issue with this whole Stanton thing. You have the same fans sitting here going, this guy sucks. He doesn't need to be in this lineup. He strikes out too much. He hin- He's a hindrance to the lineup. Uh, they're better without him. And then he gets hurt, and they take him out of the lineup, and he's on the IL, and they're pissed off that he's soft and isn't going to contribute to this team. Shouldn't you be happy? Right, he's not he's not in the lineup now, but no, it's the same people who just want to hate this fucking guy. I po- I tweeted something the other day, and no one wanted to even look at it. How many guys did what he did in in twenty eighteen? How many guys had thirty eight home runs and a hundred RBIs in the American League? How many? Four. Mm. And and we have Yankee fans sitting here saying he had a bust of a season. You do you have people saying he's a bum? He sucked in 2008. He he didn't have a year that he should have. You know why? Four people. Four. You know you know the exact reason why they said that. And I'm and who won MVP in 2018? Uh, JD Martinez. Because he was one of them. Mookie Betts. Oh, I'm pretty Betts. sure it was Martinez. No, Betts because Betts didn't win last year. So if Betts won an MVP, it was 2018. Oh no, I, that's right because we said that JD Martinez. I remember having that debate is that JD Martinez should have won. Yeah, I don't he, even think he was a finalist. No, oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have won. Just verify that for me, please. I think it was Jose Ramirez or something. It was, it was probably it. Trout. No, Trout's not doing great. Um. So yeah, I mean, if you want to put a bow on on Luis Severino, it's extremely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's extreme. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, and Jose Ramirez. It's extremely disappointing. That which part? 
is disappointing. Stanton or Seve? No, well, we'll get to we'll we'll put a bow on Seve right now, and right. then we'll get into Stanton a little bit more. It's extremely disappointing because you've seen in in a half of 2017 and in a half of 2018 just how legitimately dominant this guy could be. Yeah, and you were hoping now with. Uh, the injury plague 2019 behind them, sliding in behind a guy like Garrett Cole where he doesn't have to carry the pressure of being an ace yep. that he could really reach that potential, and now it's another lost season. I will say, though, that this does it makes me more interested in the season that Jay Happ's about to have because you look at it, I mean, what's going through his mind right now over all these guys? It's it's this season of, of any player on the Yankees, if anyone has an incentivized-based season, Ryan, I don't mean to cut you off, but we will, we're doing over-unders this week, and Jay Happ is on the over-unders, so I would right. want to, if we can dive into and it, it has Happ, to do with his And it does incentive. have to do with that incentive. So, you know, I, I like to call you jumping the gun guy, Ryan. So, I mean, if you, if you really want to go into Jay Happ right now, you can, but... I no, I was just going to go into it because we were just talking about okay. starting pitching, but... No, no, we're I'm descending to about 10,000 feet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know... It's frustrating just based off of what you said with Sevi. We wanted to see him gain on this, and Ryan made a great point, you know, a couple months ago. He was excited to see what Sevi was going to do, and he thought he was going to be one of the most dominant guys because the pressure was off of him. Yeah. Because was. that light wasn't shining on him anymore. Yeah, especially with you had the signing of Cole. You had Paxton and Tanaka both on contract years, but now you don't have Paxton. You don't have, and well, Severino's out now. So there you go. I mean, really, that, that out of all the starting pitchers, he was the guy that was going to kind of coast through yeah. the, under the radar. But that fucking that sucks, sucks, dude. What did it you sucks. say on the before? Because the, the last podcast, it was just they were shutting him down. You said over the four year extension, what is it, two and a half years, he won't even start a game. Oh, yeah, basically now it's going to be two and a half years. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to total to about two and a half years. Uh, and I saw some analytic nerd tweet that the Yankees, even if they get. Uh, what would be considered typical Sevy in the last year and a half of the contract that his war value will out uh, earn whatever the contract is. I don't want to hear about that mm. shit seriously because yeah. I don't really care. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. And he does have a and the Yankees do have a nice option on him for twenty twenty three for fifteen million dollars. So the Yankees cannot keep him around for another two. You know, he could have, still have another two and a half years to pitch here. You're still hoping he comes back and he's dominant. I mean, the kid's young. It's not like he's coming back at age thirty four after this. And, and here's another thing. People want to call up uh, Sports Talk Radio and be like, oh, Cashman's a dumbass for giving out that contract extension. You no. you had, you had, this is, and, and Hal Steinbrenner talked about this, trading for guys, contract extensions, yep. anytime that you have to go out there and put money down or trade or give up assets for a player, it's a risk, and you don't always get paid off on the risk. But if you're going to get somebody of Luis Severino's talent level at that rate, Hey, you know what? It's a risk you got to take. Yeah, man. because sorry, you're not, you, you don't you to. don't foresee this t- these types of injuries. If he's healthy and pitching every single year, he's way more valuable than that contract. He threw in his two full seasons with the Yankees in 2017 and 2018. The guy threw over 190 innings. He, you know, you know, he's he's pitching to a 3-3 year rate under 2.980 year rate, you know. I mean, the guy's got a Top 10 Cy Young, two-time All-Star in both of those seasons. So, I mean... What, what's his uh, salary per year with the extension? 10. 10? Yeah. Okay. It's 4 for 40, and then they hold a $15 million. Even is, is it his option or the team's option? 
in uh, 20 club team, option. Club option. Even if he's just good over those four years, that's still a fucking steal. Yeah. Yeah, you're not paying him too much. What did um, Cole, uh, I can't think of his name. 324? Pitched for the Phillies and. Cole Hamels? Cole Hamels. He got what? One what did year, he just 20 get? 20 something? Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels got $18 million. Yeah. $18 million. We were going to get Seve for four years at 10. And we know the type of talent he is and how young he is. Yeah. Come on, that's a fucking steal. Even with the Tommy John. Even if we can get him back for a year and a half. That's still a steal. Now you're pairing him up with Garrett Cole. Come on. I still don't, like I said, I still don't think it was a, a mistake to sign him. I think you got to, tr- you got to try to do these things at certain times. And coming off the two years that he had, you're getting a guy with that talent level for four years of $40 million. I mean, it would be stupid not to and try. Look, a guy like, four- uh, sorry, Christian, Zach Wheeler's getting paid $21 million this year. And when, when is his uh, service time? Uh, he still has three more years of service time left, Severino. So he's, he wouldn't have been a free agent for a while, but well, the still. The bought out uh, a couple of years of the arbitration yeah. and then he gave him an extension on top of it. Seems so. like he's been around so long because he's had a career for the Yankees, but up like, and down, what reliever. Do you, what, what is Cashman supposed to do? Be nervous about injury with every guy he signs? Well, he should have been with Aaron Hicks, but that's another story. Yeah, but again, we're talking yeah. about a guy who another we signed for nothing. I mean, he's way more valuable than that contract. I know he's injured. But a healthy Hicks is way more valuable than the contract he yeah. signed. Well, that's an oxymoron. Healthy yeah, Hicks. I guess it is, but it's, it's all hindsight. Yeah, right? in terms of, that's uh, what in I'm terms saying, of value from a center fielder, when healthy, he's, oh, yeah. he's I mean, a top contributor. When he's on the field. We're not talking about a guy who's getting $30 million no. for the eight years. No. That'd be a different story. Then we would say, wait, there's way too much risk involved. But when there's so, such a little risk and, and more upside to, than anything else, you take that chance. Sevy's above and beyond that. He's, I mean, he's he's way more valuable than Aaron Hicks. I mean, at his age, he needs to grow up, though. When your team, when your boss calls you, and especially when uh, you're you're doing physical work for a living, such as being a baseball player, and your boss wants you to take a fucking MRI, go get yeah, it done, you have dude. to go take a Xanax and get in the goddamn machine and shut up. It sucks. If I mean, you've had one, I've had one, right? I don't think you've had one. I've had a couple. It sucked. It's not pleasant. It's not something I enjoy I mean, but like, doing. But what are the Yankees doing there, though? Like, say if he refuses, say no. You you have to do this. It's part of the contract. I mean, eventually he did get it done. That's kind of why he came back up. I think uh, just because he says no, it doesn't mean you have to say okay. I don't know what, but again, I don't know what like uh, it says in like you know the the. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like in the collective the, bargaining the handbook? agreement, you know? Like, yeah, what? In the, the, the employee, handbook, the employee and, manual. And like, can they force you <laughs> to take a test? <laughs> oh, man. What? I mean, it's all bullshit. It doesn't matter. It's all semantics at this point, right? It doesn't matter. He's out for the year. He's out for half of next year if we're lucky. And it is what it is at this point. What do the Yankees do? I mean, you're going to try with. You have a lot of hopeful guys in your system, which is good. And if they don't pan out, then hey, we have a we have a trade deadline that we can get shit done before. And 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 maybe you take that route if you have to. Right, we'll see what happens on the pitching front, but let's get back to John Carl Stanton here. Uh the yeah. If there was anybody that needed to just, because uh, I've been rewatching Breaking Bad, call the vacuum cleaner guy and just get a clean start somewhere, it would be John Carlos Stanton. 
after the way he's just been eviscerated yeah. by fans on on social media uh, this week. And you know what? I understand the frustration. I'm frustrated too. I expect big things out of John Carl Stanton, but again, I mean, like I don't know. If you want? I I never been known as a glass half full guy, but how many games did he miss in of in the 2020 season? Uh, a lot. Were you talking about how many games in 2020 has John Carl Stanton missed? Oh, none in 2020. Oh, exactly. So until we know how many, until we see the end of this story written, why are we getting so aggravated? Because he's missing spring training, spring games. training games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a grade one strain. We don't like. Chris, I also don't blame fans though for for. I understand being I, up in arms and just expecting I the worst. Completely understand the frustration. I'm not saying that I'm not frustrated either. But if he misses the first 14 games of the year and then plays the rest of the season does this really matter no again and no then, and then people are going to say oh yeah right he's going to stay healthy it's just a matter of it being really one thing after the next the, the rest of the year it's well, just one thing after the next if if last year doesn't happen we're not flipping out about this it's something minor well, you know what let's see what's going to happen it sucks that we have to deal with this again it and like chris to chris's point the yankees are doing what he wants them to do you feel something shut them down yeah don't let it get worse yeah I'm all for that. I am all for it. Figure out what the hell's going on and if this guy it, you know, can come back from it and instead of just throwing him out there and acting like it's nothing. And here's what my problem is with fans with John Carl Stan. If you boo John Carl Stan now because he's hurt, whatever, dude, fine. My problem is, is that this son of a bitch never was given the time of day by this fan base. 100%. And that's what bothers me about it. And I don't want to be the guy that has to go out there and defend John Carl Stanton on Twitter all the time. But this fan base never gave this guy the time of day. They never, never get opened up to him. And what he's not made for New York. He's soft. What did he do in his first game as a New York Yankee? Wait, what did he do? I'm glad you just said that, Christian, because Dingers. I'm listening to, to our boy on the radio. I won't say any names. Uh, Mark Melusis. And they're they're talking about how hey he just never he just never came around he just always struck out he was getting booed by his first home game because he just didn't do anything uh yeah he fucking did he hit two home runs in on opening day in Toronto right Toronto yeah yeah Jay happened okay Clifford. this guy didn't even have a chance to come home and do something I don't care if he went zero for ten with ten strikeouts you don't boo a guy on his first friggin' day in pinstripes. You don't do it. You never gave the guy a chance to settle in. And here's my thing. I know this is no fan will ever think this way, but he why why are we blaming him for getting paid so much money? Why is it on him? It's you want to boo someone for him not doing what you want him to do? Ask Brian Cashman to come down. You could boo him. Or the or Steinbrenners. Boo, or how about boo Jeffrey Loria who gave him the goddamn contract to begin with? Boo him. Yeah, let's just boo them. Right? And somebody oh, he's, getting paid, he's getting paid so much money and he's injured. Okay, somebody you think that's his fucking fault? You hand somebody, somebody's going to hand you a check for $300 million. Are you going to tell him no? Right. What's he, uh, I think I strike out too much. Uh, only give me only give me uh, 125 Yeah, though. please. Please. I don't want to sound like a broken record because I feel like we did 40 shows about this uh, in 2018. But it just it circles back to this where... 
the guy was just the fans just never opened up to him, and I don't think it. And it's not even that it was his first impression. The guy hit two home runs on opening day, and then oh, yeah, God, God forbid he struck out. Look, God. if this was something where yeah. the fans gave him a chance and he just continued to suck and he sucked in the postseason, fine. Again, I'll go back to 2018. The guy got booed all season. He did what only three other guys did in the American League, and he got booed all fucking year, all year. And he's soft. Well, how many games did he play in 2018? To uh, 158, I believe, was the number. Was it 158? Wow, I thought it was 152. Yeah, 158. Wow. The guy played 158 games in 2018, right? Mm -hmm. With a bad wheel that would have landed him on the friggin' IL. But guess what? He didn't go on the injured list because the team was out without uh, Aaron Judge. And he knew he needed to be in the lineup. Mm -hmm. But he's soft. Soft. I'm sorry. And again, you want to say, oh, well, look how he performed in the postseason in 2018. This dates back months before he we even got to October. Right. If you started booing him because of how he performed in October, fine. Fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. You boo him because he couldn't stay on the field in 2019, fine. No problem. But don't wanna use that as a scapegoat because you've been booing him yeah. since the day you fucking got here. Want to boo him because he's hurt again? Fine, no problem, but you booed him the first friggin' day he put on the pinstripes, yep. and that's what bothers me about this whole thing. Again, not to sound like a broken record, but in a year where only three other guys did what he did. So think about that. When would this guy ever win for you? These are just, this is what I, you know how Francesca loves the word compiler? Yeah. That's all these things are. They're compiling now. The, it's just one thing after the next, and it's just another excuse for fans to hate this guy. But don't sit here and tell me this is why you hate him. You hated him when he was healthy. You hated him when he hit 38 home runs. You hated him when he had 100 RBIs and sucked up injuries to stay on the field when Judge was hurt. Oh, but Chris's clutch and late numbers were terrible. What happens when What happened when he was hitting grand slams in the first inning and would put the Yankees out to a lead they never yeah. relinquished? Yep. That doesn't count? Because nah, I seen him do it. I seen him do it. Game. I know which one you're talking. I about. seen him do that a couple of times. Hit big home runs early in a game where the Yankees got off to a lead that they didn't give up. But because clutch and late, that's where numbers get skewed. No, we see eye to eye on this. We I think all three of us do. He's it, definitely unfairly scrutinized, for, and prematurely you, at least. And I'll tell you this. And I went and made a lot of comparisons. To, I've been saying this since, since the day he got here that this is a Rod 2.0, and I made a lot of comparisons to it on Twitter. And I got a lot of fight, a lot of feedback from fans that were saying, "Well, a Rod was healthy, and he did it." You know what? A Rod missed a lot of time with injury, and he even got suspended, suspended. for a whole friggin' year. So it wasn't all peaches and roses with him either. And and, my, and just real quick to your point, a Rod was on steroids, correct? And uh, what do ster- Why did Andy Pettit take steroids? To heal, well, he said he did to heal an injury. Right. So, how do we know that if A Rod doesn't take steroids, he's not hurt just as much? Oh, he he ended up being the steroids led to his demise. I think we can safely say yeah, that they they uh, did. But here, and I said this. I said I tweeted this, and I said because everybody says John Carl Stan's not clutch, he'll never be clutch, right? Well, Alex Rodriguez wasn't clutch until he was, and he carried the Yankees to a World Series, right? Yep. Everybody wanted to write the book on Alex Rodriguez that he could never get it done in the big spot. But guess it took him six years. Unfortunately, it took that long. But guess what? He did it in a big spot. The point with John Carl Stan is that yeah, he's got an opt-out at the end of this year. But if he doesn't opt out, he could be a Yankee for nine more seasons. <laughs> yeah. Nine more seasons. 
because there is a there is a, a team option at the back end of the contract. Doubtful the Yankees pick it up, but hey, he could be here for another nine years. So that is my my point being with that is that his book is not written. There's still chapters to write in the John Carlos Stanton story of being a New York Yankee. Is there not? I yeah, and I there got is. people telling and me, well, matter, so. and I and I got people telling me, oh, I disagree with that. What do you disagree with? That he still has a contract to play here? I agree. And look at the similarity. And I, for anybody that didn't see this on Twitter or hasn't heard this before, look at look at the similarities between John Carl Stanton and Alex Rodriguez. In their first year with with the Yankees, Alex Rodriguez, two thousand four, he played one hundred and fifty five games, thirty six home runs, one hundred and six RBIs. Stanton in 2018, his first year with the Yankees, 158 games, 38 home runs, and 100 RBIs. Nearly identical, identical. right? Now, where the, where things took a little bit of a turn is that A-Rod won an MVP his second year, and John Carl Stanton basically sat the entire mm. season out. But their first years are basically identical, and it goes even further into that where, where you look at the scenarios re, uh, around their trade, Okay. Both signed record-breaking deals at the time, correct? Mm -hmm. I'm not positive in saying that. Yes. They both signed record-breaking deals at that time in in history, right? Yes. Three seasons after the deals were done, after the the deals were signed, they both got traded exactly three seasons afterwards to the New York Yankees after winning an MVP award. There you go. Both switched positions after the trade. A-Rod went from shortstop to third base and... You know, it's a little bit different with Stan, but he still went from right field to, to left field slash DH. Right, right. Yeah. Which did affect him. And both of the natural positions were, at the time, played by who you would deem to be the face of the New York Yankees at the time. That's true. Yeah. And not to mention that the previous year's starting second baseman for the Yankees was the centerpiece in both of the trades. Alfonso Soriano in 2003 and uh, Starlon Castro in 2017. Wow. Damn. So, yeah, so does that mean? So how many more years until they win the World Series? Then, well, hopefully four. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got uh, about six years to win to get to get the win here. So hopefully that's where the, the, yeah, that's the trend kind of breaks. But hey, when I say a rod two point it's it it's just. I mean, it's I've there. never heard anyone make that many comparisons before. I never even thought about it that way. That's a solid comparison there. So. It is. I mean, there, there you are, and it's the same thing with a Rod. Fans never gave Alex Rodriguez a chance. I don't know why. The big money, the guy that he, who his natural position was was taken over by every, the guy everybody loved, and he was never, you know, a Rod was never jeter to the Yankees. Maybe Stan will never be judged to the to huh. to the fans. That is that could be it right there. Vein. But you know He's what? He's no and Aaron Judge. And that's why I always took up for A-Rod because I felt like he never got a fair shake from this fan base. And that's why I guess I'm going to take up for Stan all the time because I don't think he gets a fair shake from this fan no. base. If he you know, if he plays 19 games again this year, I'm not you know what? I won't stick up for him anymore. But until we get to that point, you know, let's get to that point. And like here's the thing too, right? A-Rod, if you wanted to make a case of why you were on A-Rod's ass more, he came over and almost immediately there was, you know, some some rumors going around that he was ruffling some feathers with Jeter, and you didn't like to hear that. So fine, you want to make him the enemy at that point, whatever. Then he then he gets caught doing steroids. Fine, want to make that another point. Okay, what has Stanton done other than be injured, which he can't control? What has he done? 
you know what? I did tweet. I tweeted this to. Uh, I was talking to somebody, and I said, you know what? It's really not a good look for him to be injured again when he's jerking off in the uh, weight room, yeah. lifting a, a supermodel. Like, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, come on, bro. Like, you got. Let's let's wait till you put in a put in a buck fifty before you start doing that shit. But other than that, you know what? And it, it, would you rather him have this calf strain now or in September? Well, that's the thing. I mean, with the recurring, and then I know shit, I hear people. I I can I we're recording on Saturday night again, and I can I can fast forward into Monday morning with everybody listening saying, "Oh yeah, you think he's gonna be healthy this year?" <laughs> I do. Okay, call me a cockeyed optimist, but I I do. I I I just it is what it is, bro. I don't I don't know. I'm just not going to sit there and try to look negatively upon these things right now because we need some positive energy surrounding this team because right now it seems like Aaron Judge has a a torn labrum and we're going to miss him for the entire year because now apparently they're going to send him for more tests after he's been shut down again. Fuck. And that's the only appropriate response to that. Fuck. Need some dotted cock. Is that what it's called? It's spotted dick. Spotted dick. <laughs> <laughs> spotted dick, dotted cock, whatever. Huge difference. Huge. Uh, you really think so, man? You think it's that bad? Well, what I mean, no, I Shit, I personally man, don't. I was trying I was the one trying to convince myself that Severino didn't need Tommy John surgery, but uh, at this point, I mean, I'm sure I, John Carl Stan might not even have a calf muscle left. It just might not exist anymore. Damn. Th- I mean, if Judge is out for the year, that's tough. That's a tough blow. That's a tough fucking blow, man. Because, you know, you can you can overcome these these position player injuries to an extent. But now we're taking Judge and, and Stanton out of the lineup. When are we gonna get? Remember, remember when they first signed, when they first traded for Stanton, we had our over unders, how many home runs they were gonna hit together in a full season. We haven't even gotten that yet. This will be three years, third season. Damn. I don't know. Like I, I was saying that, I just contradicted myself by saying that I just wanted to try to be positive about Stanton, but I don't know, bro. Like when you. It's it, with Aaron Judge, man. I I don't know. Even if he if he misses the entire season, I I just don't have any hopes for this year. I well, really don't. here's the thing. It started with you know something minor. They're shutting him down for a couple of days. He was still doing some drills. Then what? He starts swinging again. He starts feeling pain again. And now it's we're just sending him for some more tests to get to the bottom of this. That sucks. That's a shitty thing to hear. And just, you know, just make sure you're taking a test of, of everything now. Like, you learned your, I think maybe you. you they should just go for full body MRIs and, and whatever. Just find it. Find it and figure it out. Yeah, even like. But if it's the labrum, dude, if, I mean, if that's the issue here, that's a big problem. Well, look, that's what Miguel Andohar, uh his injury was last yeah, year. Maybe it's just severe tendinitis. I mean, it can be. I've, you know, you know, a couple cortisone shots, and he's feeling fine. But damn, I mean, I if it's a labrum, I thought I bro, my labrum, and I couldn't even lift my arm. Oh, up. forget it! And I got a cortisone shot. I was like, this thing didn't do shit. And then two days later, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I had to have two. I well, before I had the cortisone shot, I felt like I my my shoulder was uh, hanging on a thread. And what was I doing? How did I hurt myself? I was jerking around in in the gym. 
doing more weight than I probably should have. Taking pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Selfies. I hope, you know what? I hope you get coronavirus, bro. Thanks. That's fucked up. You said that, you know, Chris, before uh, we came on the show, said that he could beat coronavirus without any antibiotics. Absolutely so could. I want, I want it. That's a challenge that you accepted just okay. now. So there you go. Not a problem. And no, I don't think it's a joke. Okay, take corona ser- coronavirus very seriously. I, I hope, don't. I, think I hope it's a that joke. I hope that it's not a pandemic where everybody has to stay in their house and you know uh, have to live off of you know army rations and bottled water. It's for a six joke months, to me. But um, real quick, no, you got to say that you don't think it's a joke because then people, people get upset. Yeah. And then, well, we know. did lose a follower, by the way. I mean, a listener. Who? My my father. Because I called him a fucking asshole. <laughs> called him my fucking asshole father. Well, he is an asshole if he's not listening to the show anymore. Yeah, he's mad. He he's wants mad me to apologize. So, yeah, he so how's he going to know if you apologize if uh, he's not listening to the show anymore? He said if I don't apologize. Well, so should I write it down like Bregman? Well, Mr. Stacy, uh, on behalf of your son, uh, no, I, you're... You, you sold, I think I was in the right. You sold me like three lemons in your career. Wow. So... You know, I'm sorry, Father. I shouldn't have spoken to you that way. No one should ever speak about or to their father that way, unless he truly is a fucking asshole. Then you can call him that. Mm-hmm. Well, in in uh, your defense, I mean, your father wished that your brother punched me right in the fucking face. So you know what? Maybe face. I take it back. I redact. I anyway. just wish I got a cleaner hit on you. Mm-hmm. Like that. Maybe you'll have your chance one day. Yeah. Pop, pop. Anyway, what the fuck were we saying, Judge? I, I'm, ju- I'm honestly, I feel very sad right now. It, this was supposed to be our year to be excited. Yeah, and then I'm watching the game today. Uh, Yankees played a split squad against the Tigers at home, and then the Red Sox on the road. They won both games. Both starting pitchers looked really well. Montgomery and uh, Garrett Cole, baby. But uh, and watching the Cole start was on uh, yes and. Watching him in the first inning, I'm, and something wasn't right with him. I don't know if he was, maybe it was just he was unhappy with his stuff or, you know, something maybe wasn't gripping the ball right. And I'm seeing him like kind of like shake his hand, fidget a little bit, have like a kind of disgusted look on his face. And I'm like, I was like, I'll commit suicide right now. Yeah. Like seriously. Oh, yeah. And yes, I take suicide very seriously. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we need a button. We need a button uh, that, so people know we're joking. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that's the last thing I needed to see. But then he came out and was throwing smoke, breaking off nasty curveballs in the second. Mm-hmm. He actually pitched two and two thirds. Uh, Boone took him out exactly at thirty pitches. He looked. He was. He looked great. I mean, he looks like a G even on even in spring training. Like the way he just walks off the mound after a strikeout. You know what's that's cold? That's called fucking balls. It's okay. cold. He's got those fucking balls. You know what, Gary? That's what I'm going to love about this guy. He's going to drop his balls on the mound every time that he t- he starts a game and says, yeah. come on, let's go. Here you go. I love that shit. That's why I, that's why I have a newfound love for Paxton after that playoff game. I, I really do. I mean, that took him to another level for me. What did he do? He just looked at Boone. He's like, nah, get the fuck out of here. No, he said, let's go. Let's, let's fucking go. go. Right? That pumped me up. Yeah, and then... Then he uh, almost got jacked for... If Juice Bowles was still <laughs> playing the postseason. Uh, it's oh, way yeah, done. Deep drive to left, right? Deep to left. All right, so um, this show is uh, ran a little long here. We're about the 42-minute yeah, mark, yeah. and we haven't even gotten to the over-unders yet. Uh, we were going to talk about the Guardy Stalker story, but I think maybe... Uh, 
we'll just put that one on hold here. And yeah, get, let's let it let's let it marinate a little. Uh, we'll and, do it next week and uh, get into part one of the Yankee over unders. If you are a regular listener to the show, you know that we have an issue with Fred from Baseball Reference. Now, Fred is uh, a made up character. I guess he's a character piece. I, I guess maybe he's uh, you. You call it an algorithm. I guess that comes up with the projection. No, it's not an. I guess it's definitely an algorithm. Uh, or maybe uh, is it an algorithm? Or maybe some some jerk off named Fred is sitting in a room somewhere saying, "Yeah, okay, James Paxton, 158 innings this year." I'm gonna go with that. I'm just gonna go with that. So Fred uh, is the one. We'll just we, we personify the algorithm or rename the person Fred. We'll go with Fred. Right. He's now. an alcoholic. He's not an alcoholic. Who he left just, his wife. He just doesn't really know much about baseball. Six apparently. years ago. Ryan's taking messages right now. <laughs> Ryan's on this the phone. so fucking popular. He, he, he's just like, fuck he's this taking podcast. Fan me- he's, he's taking like, fan messages right now. Is this, you need to leave? I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't. I think it was your dad. Wow. No, it was, uh, it was a butt dial. I just wanted to make sure booty, everyone was all right. Booty call? His dad called yeah, him to make sure I apologized. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Sorry. You going from you the guys f- get distracted so easily. Just I through the show. Fucking, I heard a fourth voice, and I'm like, what yeah, the you hell? could hear the voice. Yeah, but it wasn't getting picked up on the headphones. Yeah, it was. I heard it. She was like, <laughs> "Are you going from the first one down? Like from the first one you posted? We going with? Yeah, I guess we can do that. And it's just easier that way than trying. I was gonna write them down. I'll do that next week and kind of work them in an order of importance. But I got tied up doing other shit today, so. I didn't get a chance to do it. We'll just, excuse me, that's the cookies and cream coming back up. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so we, we'll start, since we were talking about Garrett Cole, we'll start with him. Uh, obviously, there's many different stats. I tried to find ones that are kind of debatable, you know, or, you know, topical. No, I thought you I did a good job with these. Uh, so we'll start with Garrett Cole. The, the over-under was set at three uh, 3.24 for his ERA. Uh, we'll go with what the fans voted under. I'm taking the under. Stat guy, Rye. Uh, that's a tough one, but what, what was it, 324? Yeah. I don't want to go over, but I have a feeling he's going to have to throw a lot of innings this year because he's going to, you know. 212 last year and 200 the year before that. So Yeah, and a 200, he had an under. I'll go. Uh, I'll go th- over three, th- but three thirty. I'd say. Yeah, max. right around. I went under, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Look up because uh, you got to remember too. He, I know he just came from the Astros, but he's on a team now that plays in the AL East. They're going to be playing, you know, teams like the Orioles, and they're, you know, he could be a completely different pitcher here. Um where he's getting more run support on his day's pitching. I don't know yeah, if they that's gave what him I a lot thinking. of run support when he pitched last year. But I I go with under. I think he'll be around 318. Um, I hope he's around that, especially with Sevy out and Paxton injured right now. Um, you're going to have to give me a little better than 324. So I went with the under. Fans, I uh, said I didn't give the percentage, but fans went 87% under. I'm going under. I'm going under three uh, only because... I'm not paying this guy to be a number two or a sort of ace. I'm paying, I'm paying yeah. this guy to be an ace. Yeah. Top of the rotation, top two or three pitcher in the fucking sport. And that means your ERA has got to be under three. So I'm going under. Under three. 299 is acceptable. Anything higher than that really is 
Yeah, and if you know, win, I mean, sure, if he, if he wins twenty games and leads him to a World Series with a three ten, am I going to be pissed? No, but to I, contradict my statement, you know, he is playing in the AL East, which. What what offenses scare you in the AL East at this All point that he do. shouldn't do- dominate anybody? I mean, a lot. This of is. Do you think this is the weakest the American League East has been it in a long time? No. Baltimore's a band box. Toronto, you can yeah. jack the ball Tor- out, and Toronto has a strong offense. And, and bo- you can hit the ball out in Boston. Uh, Tampa is a house of horrors for the Yankees. So he, you really can put up any of these teams can really put up runs. House of horrors for anyone. Any given time but including yeah, the fans i'm telling you if you're paying Garrett cole what you're paying him i need under three two yeah. four that's not ace what to isn't me, that what they're paying him three two four that is what they're paying him. <laughs> yeah. correct that's on, not if you're paying him three two four you better be under three, two, be four. when i look at a guy's year and i say three two four i say really good year not an ace yeah, yeah. that's I'm no yeah. i agree i don't like that i have him over that i just kind of what chris was saying that maybe the run support could drive him up but he was playing for the houston astros last year and their offenses and half our offense is hurt right now so yeah all right so we'll move on to uh so we got hope fans, i'm wrong there fans under i'm under chris is under and ryan's over all right luke voigt the fans went oh um uh, i'm sorry uh, it was 66 runs batted in for luke voigt fans went 82 percent over we'll start with that guy right this time uh i'm going i'm going too. under actually i think i gave my I'm, i don't have first. high hopes for luke voigt this year i actually see him possibly I, losing I his really, job i don't really remember who went first last time but we'll just say it's Stacky. so you think uh, he's losing his job i here? think he's losing his job to my boy who miggy no, I think Tyler Wade will take second base and LeMahieu will be the everyday first baseman uh-huh. by halfway through the uh-huh. year. So uh-huh. I, I, I see, or maybe not even uh, Tyler Wade, I just I see LeMahieu being the first baseman by the end of the year. So I just I don't see Voight producing It's funny this that year. you brought up Tyler Wade because Joe and Evan were in Tampa uh, Wednesday and Thursday and interviewed a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And I caught the tail end of Tyler Wade's interview. And I've got to tell you, I'm rooting for him He's likable. He... This is why you have when your team when these radio personalities are at training camp or at spring training of your favorite team. That's why it behooves you to listen mm-hmm. to these shows because you're you might pick up on a guy's personality that you might not get from a post game interview mm-hmm. or some or you know something you might see on a on a scoreboard type deal yeah. in, in the stadium. Also, I think they're different before the season starts with. The- you know, nothing but hope ahead of him. And especially right. a guy like Tyler Optimism. Wade, how much are you going to hear from a guy like Tyler Wade during the season? Did you see his, they they mic'd him up for, for one of their practices. Yeah, that was, it was entertaining. I, I like what they're doing with he that. Came that, that, across, that adds another he came, aspect. He had a, I mean, you, you never knew the guy had a personality. He's got yeah. a great, he seems like a really likable guy, funny. And uh, he's been with them from the beginning too, right? Because he's he was coming up with that co- uh, core group with yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, and yeah he's a he, judgy about a Yankee. So I'm rooting for him. Higgy. I mean, I don't know where he's going to slot in. Maybe Zeppi. Ryan's right that he becomes uh, an everyday middle infielder. Maybe the Yankees realize that Torres is better at second base and Tyler Wade's a shortstop. Tyler, Wade's, don't forget Mike Ford too could be a guy that Tyler could Wade's got a hell of a glove. We always said that, and he showed a little bit of promise with the bat last year that maybe he could be a competent guy. So I'm gonna 66 RBIs doesn't seem like a lot, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the under on that. I am. I'm gonna take the under on that for various reasons because of maybe he might platoon with a Mike Ford because maybe Tyler Wade's yeah, knocking on the door to get in there because maybe Miguel Andujar is knocking on the door to, to play some. He's so, never had 66 RBI in his uh Well, he had 62 career. I mean, he last hasn't year. He played a whole lot. Yeah, 62, 62 in 118 games. Yeah. 
and he was hurt. But this year, we're not just talking about it. You know, if he gets injured, we're talking about what Ryan said. If he loses his job or, or splitting time, I don't yeah. know. This one's a tough one. I'm going to take the over on it. Um, I think I think that DJ is going to settle in at second because just by default, I think the Yankees like him more at first, and I think they'll they'll like their defense more if Wade is over at second base, like you said. But I think Luke Voigt's going to make it really difficult for them this year to take him out of the lineup. But that platoon could even be when a when a a righty's pitching. If Wade's on a good stretch of games, they they'll they'll start him against a righty, and then sit Voigt out and put Lemayhu at first. So. It's a good problem to have. At least they they do actually seem like they have some some depth at at that position. So going into Ryan this year. and I are on the under, yeah, and Chris under. and the fans are on the over for Luke Voigt by 60s. a wide margin. There, yeah, yeah. fans went eighty two percent. Yeah, that's over. Uh, fans are high on Voigt. Uh, I hope again. I hope I'm. I hope I'm wrong. I th- if he played every day, yeah, that's I, that's I what see, I see. It coming I would down probably to. take the over, but I think there Not are help, a lot of other factors yeah. that come into play at first base that I'm going to go with the under here. So Chris and the fans go over 66 RBIs for Luke Voigt, and Ryan and I are under 66 RBIs for Luke Voigt. Mm. Oh, here we go. Hot button. Don't touch it. You'll burn yourself. Gary Sanchez over under 29 home runs. Uh, the fans went over 81%. Chris? I'm going to take the over here because... I think it's... Yeah, go ahead. I'm if sorry. he's healthy... He's going to definitely hit over 29. And at this point, I just need to, for my own sake, assume he's going to be healthy this year because that's the last, this is the last thing we need. So I'm going to say healthy Sanchez, over 29 home runs. I'm going to say possibly over 40. I'm taking the over because he played 106 games last year and he was over 29 games, uh, 29 home runs last year. So even if he's hurt and misses, 50 friggin' games like he did last year. He's still shown the ability to hit 30 home runs I mean, in a season. In 2018, which everyone said was a terrible season, he played 89 games and still hit 18 home runs. So, yeah. I and mean, a healthy Gary Sanchez should blow so that number Gary out of the water. So, put Gary Sanchez on the field for 110 games minimum. I'm taking it's a no brainer for me to take the over on. How this. many games? And here's Fred the thing, too. Playing? Probably around. We yeah. don't have Austin Roman as a backup catcher anymore. Same, a little more than last year, he has him. They you know, the games when you have a guy like Austin Romine on your bench, games. Yeah. when you have a guy like Austin Romine on your bench as your backup catcher, you're a little quicker probably yeah, to like give Kyle Sanchez Higashi, some. Okay. No, I understand that, but you're probably a little quicker to give Sanchez more time off. If Sanchez is feeling good this year and he's healthy, they're not going to be so quick to just throw Higgy they into a lineup. Like Chris Iannetta and Eric Kratz and Josh Tolley sitting around in the minor league. So it's not like they don't they, they don't have any options as a backup catcher. Yeah, but Iannetta it's not nice Austin Romine. No one no one is I agree. Okay, okay. When did we anoint Austin Romine? Oh, listen, as, if you would listen to what I'm saying, all I'm saying is Austin Romine was an easy guy to put in. He gave you the luxury of, of right. and allowing just, And Sanchez I'm telling you, I'm going to stick time. up for Higgy bombs here and tell you that I think the Yankees feel more they comfortable very, uh, promising with letting Higgy go out there and catch... Uh, that's why they didn't really make yeah. a play for Austin yeah, Romine because they, they felt comfortable with Kyle Higashioka. Higgy, I mean. Higgy bombs. Higgy, I confuse Higgy with Miggy. And I forget who, who was on the radio this year, but, you know, Higashioka, you know, he never really feared Austin Romine might bust up a game with his bat. Higashioka's got the type of power. He's got some pop. He might run Higashioka has the pop, but Romine was a very clutch player for the Yankees, he I was. think, in the last two years especially. Okay. But I, you weren't scared of the long ball necessarily but 
he came through with runners in scoring position a lot, especially two years ago when Sanchez was down. He was one of the best hitters with runners in scoring position, if not the best. Yeah, he, he was a good player, but I yeah. mean, I'm not, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, he's a backup catcher, and I think I think they'll be fine with Kyle. Again, I think if, they'll if, be more than fine with them. Right, if we're looking at Kyle Gashioka needing to start 50 or 60 games this year, that's a, that's a, that's a problem. Right. That's a problem right there. But yeah. okay, so Chris is over. I'm over. Fans are over. Ryan, 29 home runs for Gary Sanchez. Over, 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 over. Yeah, I think we're all unanimous on that one. I think that uh, he has to be. I mean, oh, he, he has definitely to has to be. He has to be because it just means he's healthy. It just means he's he has to be healthy. But he wasn't healthy last year, and he hit 34. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> right. So uh, he was leading the league for a little while. And I don't know if you caught the game today. This is the first time I noticed it. His new catching stance. Yeah. He's not crouching anymore. I swear Girardi had a segment on MLB Network years ago saying how much he hated that stance. Where he's stance. kind of down on the knee with the one leg out. Like, if you remember, mm, kind of like Pudge the, old, used to do that. the old Tony Pena I way. I think he yeah. made him change his stance. Well, this is the new organizational mm-hmm. catching philosophy yeah. now that they're going with here. Whatever works. Uh, you know, it looked a little awkward, though. At some I'll tell you what, bro. You can't be having no groin problems uh mm. Being in that position there, so because you just said organizational, just remind me. But at, when we're done with this, I do want to mention Matt Blake about something. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move along here. Uh, J. A. Happ over under 158 innings pitched this season. Damn. Okay, so let's talk about the incentive real quick. Which is what 165 innings pitched. Yes. Yes, and t- or 27 starts. I think. Yeah, if the Yankees can help it, hap it. If they can help it from happening, what did you say the start number was? I think it's twenty-seven. Because this over under, I'm about to pop it up. Is very, pop, 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 pop. it's like right on the line. Right Let's give what the fans. Uh, the fans uh, said they took the over sixty-six percent of one hundred and fifty-eight innings pitched for Hap. And because I want to make my point before I forget here, I'm taking the over, and I think he's going to bust through both of those contract kickers for two reasons. One, they're going to need him this year, and I think they're going to need him next year. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. You, Tanaka's a free agent. Uh, Paxson's a free agent. Mm-hmm. You know What would you set the over-under on them coming back at? 50-50 at best? Yeah. yeah. Seve's going to miss at least half the year. So what are you looking at? Garrett Cole and... Jordan Montgomery, yeah, and you're David right. Garcia. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's out there in the free agent class who they might trade for. Yeah, you're right. But again, you know, you're looking at Jay Happ here. Cole Hamels. Come on, let's be real. So yeah, so the kicker for that option is 165 innings pitched or 27 games started in 2020. It'll kick in a 17 million dollar option for next year. Because at 158 innings pitched, if you divide that by six innings, which you would say is probably about an average start. More or less, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes to 26.3 games started. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, it would be I, tough for him not to hit this. I, I would hope with the injuries that the Yankees have right now that he does hit it because if he's not hitting it, <laughs> that's, that's going to be another problem that the Yankees are going to have to face because now. Jay Happ is not your number three starter. He's either a giant pile of shit or Look, he's hurt. Even as a number three. His job is still simple right now. Pitch some innings, dude. Give me some innings. Yeah, but he can't be pitching to a five-year rate. No. Three starters. No, and I think he's still fours. better. I think he's still better than that. But you got to give me some innings, man. So I'm taking – the fans took the over. I'm taking the over as well because, man, how did the tune change on Jay Happ here, okay? 
no need way, him now. No way J-Hap was on this team in 2020. Then it was like, yeah, I can see why they kept him. You know, insurance. You know, <laughs> now it's fifth, like, fuck. Fifth starter. It's okay if he's the fifth starter. Now he's your third starter. And if this guy doesn't pitch 160, 158 innings, we're, you're looking at much bigger troubles than we really want to deal with at this point. Oh, yeah. So I'm taking the over on this one. Yeah, I'm taking the over too because going into this year, you would have imagined maybe – the Yankees would have done their best to avoid him hitting these numbers. Oh, absolutely. But we're at a point now where the ball is completely in Hap's court because if he can go out and perform to a, just be a, a basic five starter, then they, they, they're they forced to pitch him regardless of, of... Yeah, and then to go back to what I was saying about how the tune has changed, we were saying there's no way he's going to make some starts, but there's no way he's going to hit that contract kicker. He's going to need to hit it. Yeah, he I has can't to. imagine if the Yankees are going to go out there and have that many impact guys, you know, let's say Montgomery and an opener come in or Montgomery and whoever come in, you you might make a trade. Jay Happ is still probably going to factor into being a part of this rotation. Yeah. So this is going to be a, a good test for Jay Happ. It'll show a lot of character in my, in my opinion, because this is truly a guy that's performing for, yeah, yeah, you want to do your best for the team, but but is there anyone in baseball right now that has more incentive than Jay Happ to be to to have a great year? I mean, he he's doubling his contract for next year. No, you're right. Because what what happens if he doesn't hit these numbers? What what kind of contract is he getting next year? At most, um, what eight million a he year? Have to retire? Yeah, he pr- he probably would have to retire. He might probably get picked up somewhere. But well. but he wouldn't no, be making would be one year seventeen million. million. No, he definitely. So he's it, I would say probably ha- he might make seventeen over two years. But that's a lot of money that he could he could hey, throw as I away. As I go through tweets to get to the next poll, happy belated birthday to Stagger. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So happy Thank birthday, you. bud. Thanks, man. Uh, so we're all in agreement here. We're all taking the over yeah. along with the fans on yeah. uh, on Jay Hap here. All right, uh, David John Lemayu over under two ninety seven batting average. The fans went eighty four percent over. Let's go with Chris here. I'm gonna go over. I think he'll be hovering around the 310 mark. Um, I just don't see a guy with his talent and the way he puts the ball in play uh, at the top of this lineup not hitting over 300. Yeah, I mean, for him to have a 30-point drop in average would be pretty bad. I mean, maybe he played above his head a little bit last year, Mm -hmm. but to have a 30-point drop in average, that's not something that is going to probably bode well for the Yankees this season. Uh, So even if it is three points, I'm taking the over because I think he's going to be a 300 hitter again this year. I I mean, from what my eyes showed me last year, I can't imagine him being the type of guy that just drops that precipitously in 2020. Yeah, I agree. I, I I say over too because well, he's, he's a career three hundred two hitter and he hit three twenty seven last year. Plus, I mean, Stan didn't play at all last year, so hopefully he's back in the lineup. Judge missed some time, so a, a full healthy season. Which who knows if that'll even happen? But with those guys behind him, he he becomes even even better. So we'll yeah. see. So I don't all, see it dropping that much. All right, so we're all in agreement again, taking the. Over on the 297 batting average. Uh, Adam Adovino over under 3.4 run ER uh, 3.41 ERA. The fans went 83% under, and I'll take the under as well, man. I mean, he went to he pitched to a 1.90 last year. What's his career mark, Ryan? His career mark is 3.44, so it's kind of right on par with that. Uh, what did he have last year? One nine. One nine. Yeah, he was wild. I mean, you're gonna tell me he's gonna put up a run and a half higher that's not 
that's not good, man. And I know he tired uh, towards the end of last season, and it almost made me go with his uh, innings pitched um, using that instead. But I think the Yankees yeah. are going to try to kill him again this year. Well, that's but my thing. I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'd be a sub two guy, maybe a mid two guy this year. But I'll take under on three point four one. I think the biggest issue with these starting pitchers being hurt isn't that the Yankees won't still be great and make the playoffs. My biggest thing is you have three slots now, including Jay Happ, where you don't know what you're really getting out of the guy, and you're going to be really relying on your bullpen more than you would have hoped. So I think Adam, Adam Adovino will still be the Scott Proctor of this year. Don't say that. Um, don't, don't say that. And I think he's going to get a lot of innings, and he did tire a lot, but to go from a 1-9 to a 3-4, man, that's just that just means he had a really off year, and I don't see that happening. I'm going under on this one as well. I think way under. I think he's going to replicate what he did last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to take probably even even a full run under to at like around yeah. four. I mean, that's not as good as he was in 2019, but still, man, I can't see him be, being a guy. Three four means you got roughed up a few times. Yeah, that's not just getting you know a couple dingers hit off you. For being a reliever, three four one is, and especially a high leverage guy. It's not really a guy you want. You're you're trusting too much there. So, yeah, I'm taking under. Chris is under. The fans are under. Ryan is. I'll I'll, I'll take the under as well. But I am concerned with him. I I didn't like how he looked in that postseason last year. But it's a new year. His arm might be you know. And he's got an under now, but so. but that but that <laughs> postseason. I mean, he was. He if you had to pick one pitcher that performed the worst out of the bullpen, it's clearly Ottavino, right? From last year? Yeah, I guess in the postseason? That would be fair to say. I think that's very fair to say. In the postseason? Yeah, yeah, in the postseason. Yeah. So, you know, only as good as your last appearance. That wasn't Yeah, I mean, good. Luis Sessa was better than him. Batances isn't here again. I mean, he missed all of last year, but it's going to this is it's going to be a uh, another guy. It's a good test for him, too. He's going to have to carry this bullpen. Not carry it, but he's he's going to have to perform and show up. But I, I, I don't see him thrown to a 3-4. That's a that's a big jump from 1.9 last year. So yeah. we're all in agreement here. Everybody's going under. And uh, next poll here, I was actually going to save this player for next week. But considering that everybody hates him this week, I felt it was a good time <laughs> to put him in. And that's John Carl Stanton with uh, 307 plate appearances. Now, if you take the standard four plate appearances a game, that works itself out to it's, we'll round up to 77 games this year. So it's basically, do you think John Carl Stan is going to play more than 77 games this yeah, year? I mean, so Fred has him playing that many games this year based so, off the plate appearances? And yeah. because the fans hate That's him this wild. week, they voted 66% <clears throat> under uh, 307 wow. plate appearances. That's a smart move putting that poll this week. That. So you're basically saying that you think he's going to get hurt this year? Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what You know what we should do just for saying. fun? When he's cleared... And healthy, hopefully, we should repost this poll, with, like, and have them vote again. Have people vote again, mm. just to see how much emotion in the time. Because I think some, and th- this takes is to over. clarify this: why we didn't use at bats versus plate appearances? Because he walks a lot. Well, yeah, walking because you can technically play an entire nine innings and not have a play, uh, not have an at uh, credited at bat. Right. Mm-hmm. So at plate appearances, because they're not listing games, it takes here the elements anywhere. out of it. Right. Uh, this gives a more accurate uh, 
prediction of how many games we think he's going to play. And I think that was the important. Instead of saying, oh, 19 home runs, or f- I think the games played yeah, is definitely. what fans are really honing in on here. Wow. Uh, fans went under and by a 2-1 to one margin, 66% under. Uh, we'll go with Chris here. What's your what's your uh, prediction here? Yeah, I'm going to go over. Even if he is hurt again this year, I still see him going over that. Um, in his entire career, outside of last year and two, he's never outside had of under. last year. In he's never had under three eighteen, and that was the year. He got hit in the face, I believe, in 15. Yeah, Yeah, in 2015 and 2019 are the only two years he played less than 77 games, which is what this breaks out to. So I'm going to take the over because I would be, kind of again, contradicting myself from about an hour ago when I said that, you know, let's wait and see what's going to happen here. Uh, I'm taking the over. I think this guy, he might be hurt on and off this year. I still... I'm, I mean, I got to feel that this guy might still even play 120 games this year, which would be a huge yeah. over from the 77 that Fred's got him at. And, you know, we'll say, you want to say 120, one, you know, that's why. One, 480. Yeah, it's about 480 plate appearances. So we'll go with, we'll take, I'll take the over on that. Easy, over for me. Yeah, over for me. And it, it's so stu- you're predicting what this algorithm is doing is predicting someone to get hurt. I mean, what are you doing? Do a full full year projection. Well, the algorithm's just stupid. It probably doesn't take into account the fact that they were injured in the previous year. The algorithm must well, have something into account that he was. No, injured. no, no. It has to be. No, no, no. Just let me finish. Okay, okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's not taking into account that the year before his plate appearances are so low because he was injured. So what it's doing is it's taking his most recent season and making it. It's too heavily weighted in the algorithm. So it's bringing it all the way down. But don't you think Fred knows that? All right. Well, who? Let's try to think. Who was a player last year that missed a lot of time, but had has an established uh, games well, played? Look at Aaron, you, well, look at Aaron Judges for for example. He was a guy that missed a lot of time last year. You can go Sanchez. Yeah, so Judges. Look, his three. He's got him down. We, yeah, see, look. He's got him getting hurt, too. He's basically got him playing <laughs> the same amount as next year, uh, as last year. Yeah. But we'll talk see, yeah. Aaron, So we'll talk about more about Aaron. Aaron Judge was supposed to be in this week's poll. We swapped him out with John Carl Stan because, you know, like we said, everybody. Yeah, so him. I'll say over because I don't think he's – I'm not going to predict that he's going to get hurt this year. And if he doesn't get hurt, then that's or miss that not even a number. Yeah. 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 You're telling me the guy's going to miss 90 games yeah. this year. This yeah. next one was very interesting to me. Yeah, there's a few that I had had a tough time with. All right, over under Brett Gardner, 536 plate appearances. This was by far the the closest vote, and it was tied deep into the night here before it finally went off. Uh, Fans went 51% under, and just to wrap up Stanton, we all went over, the fans went under on Stanton, 307 plate appearances. Guardy, 536. The fans went 51% under for the 536, which, again, just to give you a frame of reference, that's 134 games, give or take, you know. Yeah. Well, Hicks due back this year? Yeah, right? Who cares? Who knows? But he no. he is on track to come yeah, back this season. Yeah, but he won't. Maybe. All right, but on, right now. And I'm on track to see a unicorn yeah. run across my uh-huh. car when I leave right. here, too. So. Yeah. I'm going to oh, – man – this is tough because last year he only had 550. 141 games, 550. 
So a lot of defensive replacements. Too. I know. Um, man, I want to take the under here. I am. I'm going to take the under. I think he's going to be in the 520 mark. In there. You know, I wanted to take the under, but the more I think about it, I want to take the over because he's a lefty. But there is going to be some comp- more competition. And it really what it comes down to is, will Hicks come back? Will Stanton stay healthy? And will Judge stay healthy? And will Miggy keep looking good in the because outfield? Th- see, and that's Clint that's Frey- the thing. About Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier and even Tyler Wade could play... Uh, Play the outfield. Apparently, Clint looks much better in the outfield right now. So, so it's t- you know it's going to come down and to you, Gardner, really. You know what? I got You hope that Clint Frazier gets it now because I didn't hear his interview, but basically, from you know Cliff Notes' version, is that he kind of said maybe he's been a little bit immature about well, things recently. That's good. Um, hey, that's so, a good step. You know, that's all you could hope for. Hopefully, he gets it, man, because that, that bat speed is disgusting. It's sick. Uh, so you're taking the. I'm 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 going to take the under. Ryan's under. Chris is over. I'm under. Uh, so everybody's under, and I'm going to go under as well. I wow. I think because he had 550 last year, and and that was he saw a lot of games. Did he play? I don't know. Did he play the most games last year? No, Torres, Torres. and Lemay. You probably played, yeah, definitely, definitely, played definitely. more. Uh, I'm going to take the under, even if you want to put it as a game mark at 134. I I don't I would hope that by the time we get towards the end of the season where Guardy was still playing a lot in 2019 that stands on the field, yeah. judges on the field, Hicks is on the field, Talkman yeah. too. Frazier's on the field, Talkman's on the field, Miguel Andujar can play a little bit of outfield and you don't really need to rely on Guardy that much. Early on in the season, you're going to have to lean on him, but as we start getting towards the end right. of the season, that the big time guys are going to be out there and you won't need Guardy that much. That's why my vote is under because I'm going to go optimistically here and say we're not going to need him at the back end of this season unless he's performing. I mean, we didn't even think if, he was, Hey, you know what even if he is though, let's say he's having another good season this year, but you got a healthy Hicks, healthy Stan, healthy Judge. That's Clint, different. Clint you're Frazier right. can catch a fly ball this year. No, you're right. Are you going to put... I mean, no, Gardy, no. Guardy ranks fifth on that list. Yeah. That's why I took the under, ultimately. That's why I'm going under. Ryan's under. The fans are under. So, a little, little bit of agreement. A lot of agreements here. I, don't but I think we're all going to agree on this one. Oh, this one. This might be one of the dumbest ones yet. Uh, the fans overwhelmingly went 93% or Rollis Chapman over under 22 saves. They took 93%. Over, I mean, unless Fred knows something we don't, which would mean that he a role as Chapman is hurt. Because uh, what do you have? He had thirty seven last year, thirty eight, seven, thirty seven, thirty seven, uh, thirty two in twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen. I believe he did miss some time, and he had twenty two. So uh, all projected three, the same all amount of innings. getting hurt, and it and then the split time with the Yankees in twenty sixteen and and with the Cubs. Uh, he had 36, 36, uh, no, 33, 36, 38, 38. The guy has never had a year under 22 saves as a closer. So unless you're going to tell me uh, Arolis Chapman is not going to go out there and take the ball 50, 60 times this year, there's no reason not to think he's going to go under this number. So I'm taking the over, and I think it's probably going to be at least 10 to 12 than what they're projecting here. 
Yeah, same here. I, I'm not in the same. I'm over. Really yeah, over. I mean, the other it's one that we could have went with was the 3.51 ERA, which I would have. Oh, it went under that. I, I mean, he did. He did have well. 22 saves for the Yankees once before in 2017, but that was a year where they they really weren't projected to be anything I think special he was, that didn't year. Did he lose his job for a while there? He too? did. Yes, he was struggling. So th- even in a bad year for him, he still had 22 saves. So every year as a closer. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, I'm looking at the combined because it's split between the Cubs and the Yankees in the 20s. Every year as a yeah. closer, this guy never won under 22 saves. Why am I going to believe that this yeah, is the yeah. year he's going under 22 nah, saves? He's, he's, a, he's over. So everybody's in agreement we're yeah. taking the over on a role this Chapman here. Yeah. Uh, and we're down to... No, that's... We have one more. One more. Wow, Paxton. James Paxton. I was going to go maybe innings pitched on this one, but I think it's going to be a little skewed because maybe they factored it in before uh, he's going to miss time. So we went with the ERA, 3.99 over under on the ERA. The fans voted 83% under for James Paxton. Uh, he's never had a season in his career over that. No, he has not. No. Um, his career, I believe, is 3.5. And yeah. I'm going under. I mean, even with the injury... I think he's still, when he comes back, he's going to be dominant. I think he's going to have a really good season for the Yankees. And I think, again, even with this injury, he is going to make the Yankees question, should they bring him back? I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with an under of the 399. I think he's going to sit more where his career ERA is, 3-5 or below. Yeah, I'll, I'll say under as well. Just because of what he did last year, he seemed to turn his season around when he started throwing that curveball a bit more. I think he figured yeah. things out, and he's he should be on the on the upswing now for the Yankees if if he friggin' pitches again. I think we'll see. I mean, you're hoping that he's back by yeah, Memorial Day, so. but if you're gonna tell me that he's over three nine nine, that means he's a four plus pitcher, and that's not what the Yankees really need right now. Um, are you shooing me away here? No, shooing Paxton away. You're good. You stay there, bro. Okay, you stay right there. Yeah, you stay there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that the Yankees don't need James Paxton to come and be in a guy that's thrown over, thrown to an over four ERA, and like you said, he's never even with his injury history, he's never th- uh, thrown to a ERA above three nine in his yeah. career. So I'm going to take the under as well. And again, we're all in agreement that James Paxton is uh, under three nine nine here. So. I think that was that was a pretty good segment there. I thought yeah, we would have some I, I fun doing it. And, Absolutely. And we, and we did there. And next week, um, we'll be doing another 10 over-unders. Uh, we're actually, I decided instead of doing 10 players, players, we're going to do nine players. And we're going to do, um, we're going to do the Yankees win total. I like that a lot. So, um, I know we're running long, so I just want to be quick on this. Did you see CeCe's comments about Sonny Gray? I know well, he was on, on our two C two. I know he was on their podcast, but it didn't. CC's looking thin, dude. Did you guys watch the video of that? Oh, uh, he says he gets thin he is until he starts playing, and then, he, then he bulks up. Um, pretty much, what he, what he said bus. was he. I don't know if he was strictly defending Gray here or just speaking the truth. Gray knew what was going on with him, and he. Apparently didn't have the resources, the technology. The mental resources. Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying. I don't know if he was fully defending him here, but Sonny Gray was asking or requesting certain things about his spin rate and, and stuff like that, and the Yankees didn't have the resources, um, the technology, to give him what he needed, what he felt he needed. I'm not saying that is an excuse for Sonny Gray, 
in any way. I'm just telling you what CC was pretty much getting at. Um, and I think it was eye-opening for me, if that's the truth, how valuable Matt Blake could be. Mm. Because we live in, 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 in a time now where pitchers have become so dominant and the Yankees were almost, seems like they were so behind. And now we have a guy who's taking them to where they need to be. Maybe we're going to see a lot more out of the pitchers that even the guys that we didn't expect to see a lot out of. Maybe a guy like Luis Sessa goes from being a little below average to actually pretty good. Maybe a guy like Jordan Montgomery, who relies a lot on his off-speed pitches, becomes even better than we thought. Yeah, I heard he's hitting around 94 right now. So. Really? So, I mean, I think Great Matt point, Blake though. is going to be way more valuable than we had ever thought. Not discrediting Matt Blake at all, but in this instance, with Sonny Gray, show me the home road splits. No, I listen, I 100% mm-hmm. agree, and, I'm, and I don't think this is any excuse for Sonny Gray. I think even if he had the resources, he still would have sucked. What I'm saying is it just was eye-opening in a sense of, so many pitchers are on this path now of spin rate and all these different technologies that help them, and the Yankees weren't there. It seemed now like, they are. It seemed like the Yankees were fixated on making the pick pitchers the uh, the way they wanted them to be. They wanted Sonny to be to use his fastball more instead of taking what they have and and building off of that and and using their strengths. Where a guy like Matt Blake could be that piece where Larry Rothschild was more, no, we're going to mold you to be the pitcher we want you to be, where Matt Blake could be, we're going to yeah. we're gonna make you your best pitcher. And you know how much respect Larry Rothschild has throughout baseball, let alone in the Yankee organization when he was here, but he was the last piece of the we're moving on puzzle. Christian, who was it that told Paxton to start throwing his curveball more? Wasn't that not even Larry Rothschild? Wasn't it, was it Beltron or something? It was like he figured something out. You actually had the article just up, and I. What? When you just before, I don't know. To James Paxton has been yeah, it's right. It just I I kind of remember reading like even this was something that a Rothschild didn't this didn't is on figure Netflix, out. So you can't read it. So I mean, hopefully that that's a good point though, Chris. With Blake, that's another that's another good storyline to be looking. I don't want to hear any excuses that Sonny Gray has has. Uh, Ever. Yeah, I agree with you in that. I wasn't saying it to defend Sonny Gray. I was saying it that I'm actually really excited to see what Matt Blake can do with these pitchers. Oh, I agree. I think Matt Blake could be a, a hell of a find, but I also think it says a lot about what Larry Rothschild, the respect he has around the league, that the guy wasn't unemployed very long. No. He was a, a pitching coach in no, San Diego. Yeah, he is. And they have a lot of young talent out there. So, I mean... I don't know unless you want to say San Diego doesn't know what the hell they're doing out there. That's something else you can look into. But, um, yeah, but, no, still, I agree. It was time to move on from Larry, and, you you know, you want to see what Matt Blake can do with this pitching staff. But, you know what, Sonny Gray, you, the excuse list is as long as uh, a country mile here. So, I mean, I don't really care what he has to say because I, I, every time I look at an excuse, I look at his home road splits. Why did he, why did he struggle so much at home, at home and pitch? Yep. And pitch at pitch like the guy the Yankees thought they were acquiring on the road. Why? Yeah, like that that would have been a good conversation to have. That's in between the years, my friends. That's in between the years. Yep, I agree. And if you and again, we probably like we did with A Rod and Stanton. Like I said, we probably did forty shows. We probably did seventy shows about Sonny Gray and his. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't want to say something 
you know, very demeaning, but his uh, his mental deficiencies at Yankee Stadium. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, just, they were they were just you look at his splits and it's more than disgusting. Because if he would have he pitched, was an ace on the road. If he would have pitched to uh, what was he like throwing around a three two on the road in his career as a Yankee? If he would have pitched it at 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 home, it would have it would have never gotten traded for a, for a bag of balls. Or a shed, I think the Yankees acquired. Yeah, it was a shed. Joey Bag of <laughs> Donuts. Shed or something. So. Yeah, I'm not even going to look it up. <clears throat> Hold on. You got it with the whistle? Hold on. A little dry here. A little uh, dotted cock over there. <sighs> spotted dick. Ryan, just show, show him what spotted dick is. Yeah, let me see spotted sure dick. Sure, you want me looking this up yes. right now? It's okay. There it is. Wow. Oh, that's spotted dick? Oh, I love me some spotted dick. I think I got some of that at home. What did I say it was? Spotted dick. It's more like a sponge cake. Or an STD. <laughs> well, maybe yours. Oh, Heinz <laughs> makes it. Heinz spotted dick. Yeah, it's big in England. Oh, it's wow. not really a big, right, really big big over here. You know what? Before the season starts, dick. we are all going to try some spotted dick yeah. on the show. Mm, no, it's pudding, custard, and uh, dried fruit. Type pastry. I I did. I said it was like a pudding, right? Yeah, you said yeah. pudding. Uh, anyway, I don't. This is just just how we get off on shit here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, <clears throat> going on what four weeks now? We've been promising new merch and a, and a promo code. Now? Yeah, I kind of like it now. It's funny. No, it's not funny. Can, it's I mean, can we hand, can we uh, can we make this happen on Monday or what? Yeah. Is that an empty year? Like no, it's a real yeah. Like when you tell your kids, Dad, can I have an ice cream? Yeah, and then you never give it to them. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> a real yeah. Okay. So. Imagine Frances as a pilot. Okay, we got, we got some turbulence here. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, if you look outside your left there, there's a Statue of Liberty there. Okay. Not that cool. Okay. <laughs> I think France gave it to us. Okay. 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 I, was, I was there when they built it. Okay. Okay. I was I the one that actually it. named it the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Yeah. They were, they were going to call something else. I, I, threw, I threw it out the word okay. Liberty. Okay. It, it was Stop. originally pink, but I said, you know what? Yeah. We, don't, we don't want something pink in the waters. Yeah. Okay. okay. You ever hear Kelly Green? <laughs> okay. Just because I pulled it up. Sunny Gray's home road splits. Uh, at home, do you know what his ERA was without looking it up? 6.63. 6.24. 6, no, worse. 6.98. Okay. Ew. On the road? 3.24. 3.28. 3.17. Yeah, go. I mean, that, that, <laughs> I mean, exactly. that, that's something that you wish he might he would have said that during that R2C2. Yeah, he'd be like, he'd be like hey, he guys, like my technology was super on the road. He but. threw more innings on the road. Mm-hmm. Gave up less he threw He threw 11 more innings on the road. Yeah, le- sorry, twelve more innings on the road. Less walks, less home he runs. He had thirteen less walks and uh, eight less home runs. You know how many times I've seen Rocky in my life? This is how. That's how many times we've talked about this on this show. Probably more. I know. I know the numbers to almost to a T. Crazy. And I don't. And I'm gonna. And I, as I said it before, and I say it again, I have no love for this fucking guy because on the one of the worst days of my life, that I had to go bury my grandmother. This guy is getting fucking buried himself on the mound, and he's smiling. laughing like a fucking jackass as he's getting booed off the mound at Yankee Stadium. Yep. And I'm sorry. Maybe it was like in a this Chapman smirk where we didn't give. We get, I gave Chapman the benefit of the doubt. But I'm sorry. On the day I had to go bury my grandmother, and I hate your fucking guts as it is. I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt. Sorry. That spiraled out of control. Well, you're the one that had to bring him up again. It's like an ex that you never really get over. <laughs> 
And now she's with a new, and she's with somebody new now, and she keeps saying how, oh, he never bought me anything, or he didn't take me anywhere. And meanwhile, like, you did everything that you could, you know, and then, I don't even want, you know what, go fuck yourself, Sonny Gray. I like this. Triggered. <sighs> Punk-ass bitch. Right, I'm exhausted now. You're exhausted. You gotta go bring that up again. I have a baby to tend to. Yeah, well, you know what? Sonny Gray has kids, too. I wonder if they know how much their father sucks. <laughs> okay. Should I apologize again? No. Okay. Anyway, Crystal, you know, maybe this will be like a running joke. Like, remember, I don't know if you ever watched, um, who's the guy? Jimmy Kimmel? When he, I like they, Jimmy Kimmel. They used, to, they used to bump yes. Matt Damon. It was yes. like a running gag. And then the whole I'm fucking Matt Damon song came out. Yeah. Okay. So, Love it. Is this going to be a thing? And then I'm going to have to have your wife <laughs> come out and say, <laughs> sing a song like that uh, regarding somebody else. Are we going to have to get to that point? Or are we going to have some new merch and a promo code nah, on Monday? All we right. Will. All right. So um, let's wrap this up here. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 168 of the NYYST podcast. I'm sure we'll talk about some injuries next week. Uh, hopefully it's good news on Aaron Judge. We Unless... Uh, we have shit dominating the airwaves. We'll get to the Guardy Stalker story now that Stack Guy Rise here. Uh, and we'll do the second part of the Yankee over unders. And I I think we I I would speak for everybody here. I think we really enjoyed that this week. Yeah. So I hopefully it plays Absolutely. well for good you. Good numbers guys. too. Good numbers. Uh, so thank you for listening to episode one sixty eight. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stack Guy Rise. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.